Andy's talent for drawing was noticed. He was a good little artist in second grade, said one of his teachers. Andy especially loved coloring books and comic books. He also loved movies and collected pictures of movie stars. His older brothers helped him write letters requesting autographed photos. His favorite movie star was Shirley Temple a child who danced and sang on the screen. Once, Andy sent a dime to Shirley Temple's fan club and received a picture of her, which he treasured. Years later, he said, I never wanted to be a painter. I wanted to be a tap dancer. Andy's interest in photography led his brother Paul to buy him his first camera, a small brownie. Paul taught him how to use it and how to develop pictures in a dark room they built in their old fruit cellar. Andy took pictures of the rabbit hutch in their backyard and daisies in his flower garden. His garden won a prize for the best in the neighborhood. When Andy was eight, he came down with rheumatic fever. The doctor ordered bed rest. When Andy went back to school ten weeks later, he still felt sick. The condition made him shake and turn very pale. Andy had to stay in bed again, this time for months. He kept busy with comics, paper dolls, and coloring books. His mother read Dick Tracy to him in her thick accent, and he'd say, Thanks, Mom even if he hadn't understood a word. She'd give me a Hershey bar every time I finished a page in my coloring book, Andy remembered. From spending a long time at home, under the care of his devoted mother, Andy grew especially close to her. He felt more distant, however, from his father, who was often away working at various jobs. Dad was so strict, recalled his brother John, that when you were a kid, you'd think he was a mean father. But he made sure we had enough to eat and that it was good. Both Andy's parents were deeply religious. Every Sunday, they took him and his brothers on a three-mile walk to their Byzantine Catholic church. Inside, Andy sat through the long service and gazed up at rows of paintings of saints. In the center above the altar hung a copy of The Last Supper, a fresco by Leonardo da Vinci. Most likely, this was the first fine art Andy ever saw. On Saturday mornings when he was nine and no longer sick, Andy went to art classes at the Carnegie Museum of Art. The Tam O'Shanter classes named for Scottish-born Andrew Carnegie, were free, given to gifted children from all over the city. His teacher, Joseph Fitzpatrick, told the students, Everything you look at has art. Andy and the other kids drew with ordinary crayons, then assorted media, and they studied paintings in the museum. Fitzpatrick later said, a more talented person than Andy Warhol I never knew. 
Andy continued going to Saturday art classes during his high school years. He was a bright student, as well as a gifted artist. So his father saved money and set it aside to pay for two years of Andy's college education. However, his father died when Andy was 13 and a freshman in high school. Andy worked hard to get good grades and make his father's plans for him come true. And he kept drawing. When he was 14, he did a remarkable self-portrait, studying his face in the mirror. Andy hated his pale skin, red pimples, and his hair, which was almost white. Boys at school teased him and called him the albino because he looked like someone born with the condition which results in pale skin and light hair. Ever since Andy's child...